Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Hey, podcast listeners, it's your friend Greg Tepper. Thanks for listening to the Texas Football Today podcast. We just finished our seven-hour, 1,000th episode spectacular, but instead of giving you one seven-hour podcast, we're breaking up the show into seven podcasts that are each about an hour long. This is hour number four, which features an interview with Texas High School Football Hall of Famer and the voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, a chat with DCTF High School Football Insider Matt Stepp, an interview with record-shattering Alito running back and Dave Campbell's Texas Football cover boy, John. Jonathan Gray, and much, much more. And by the way, we are leaving the donation portal open for a few more days at texasfootball.com slash give. So if you'd like to donate to Texas food banks, we would really appreciate it. Okay, enjoy the show. All right, Tup. Pickle. I actually know who this is. I don't have to say it. You want to say the line? Go. What, what, what am I supposed to say? Pickle. Pickle. Let's go to the hotline. Oh, okay. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. <laughs> and let's bring in... The play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, uh, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. We are joined, I guess, back from vacation now, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm I'm not his mom. I don't tell him where to go. It's Craig Way. Uh, Craigers, where where does today find you? Uh, I'm still uh, on the coast of North Carolina, Seth. Oh. Uh, but I uh, am at least back on the mainland, so to speak. Uh, we were uh, yesterday. We were out at. Uh, Cape Lookout, which is off of the coast where you actually uh, pay to get in a boat uh, and wearing masks, by the way, and they take us out to this island where there's a lighthouse and great shelling and all that kind of stuff. So that was right. That was right in Linda's wheelhouse. She liked that. So we did that. And so I was really kind of incommunicado for a while, but uh, but back on the mainland for one more day, and then we'll uh, start the drive back to Texas tomorrow. Hey, how was the shrimp boil? I got to ask that real fast. All world, Pickle, all world. <laughs> uh, Linda it, Linda it was like, she, she was like, okay, we need to get this, 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 and you go down to the seafood place, and you get me two pounds of really good shrimp. Out of, so, I, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm following your lead. Go ahead, boom. <laughs> so I bring all of the stuff for the shrimp boil back. She makes this fabulous shrimp boil, and you know how that works. You throw it all in the pot, you cook it all up, then you throw it out over newspaper, all over the table. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the potatoes and the corn and the shrimp and all that stuff, and you throw it out there on the table and we eat it. We're like, wow, this is incredible. And I said, but I didn't know you were this good at making shrimp boil. She said, I didn't either. It's the first time I've ever done it. Oh, man. It looked so, delectable. I, I was like, okay, well, beginner's luck. I think not. Mm. She did a good job. <laughs> so, yes, shrimp boil was great. She's a natural. Um, 
Okay, so before we get into nonsense, as we normally do, I do want to talk a little bit about business, which is um, the, the high school football world, just like the schedule continues get, to get shuffled. The UIO came out with their announcement a couple of weeks ago. We thought we understood how things were going to go, and then we end up going, and, and, and the Attorney General issues an order that basically all those county orders that I know were very big in Travis County, uh, that those are null and void. So I guess my question now is is – is where does Texas high school football stand heading forward into 2020? And, and are you expecting any more seismic shifts or do you think we finally, finally settled on what we're at least going to start the season with? Well, I think you and I are both on the same page that at the minute that we think that things are definitely finally once and for all settled, it goes and shifts again. So I, uh, because we are living as we can have said, for the unprecedented time, unprecedented times, uh, who knows when the next big shift is going to happen, Tep? You know, who knows when we're going to have the latest ruling? Who knows when we're going to have the latest spike? Who knows when we're going to have the, the latest line drawn in the sand as to whether team, when teams can hit the field practice, when teams could actually play regular season games that count? We have guidelines right now, guidelines. Uh, but again, this is something that, I think I've uh, been reminded of from University of Texas Athletics Director Chris Del Conte. He said, you want to make God laugh? Tell him you have a plan. So, you know, just, you know, we can plan all we want, but I think even if we're planning, we better make sure we've got contingencies. And I don't think we've seen the last of this. I, I think we'll have some more shifting and changing and adjustments made. I'm just hoping that, we, like everybody else, that we have football, but it's got to be under the right conditions, of course, and we're all hoping for that. Absolutely. That's that's the thing is that, you know, look, I, I, I've told people all the time that I want football desperately. You know, I, I look, I, not just because, you know, yes, it, it helps pay my bills, but also because I like football and I want I want that. But I also think that there's an important thing to, to be said of, like, there's a difference between wanting sports and wanting sports at any cost. And and I think what you saw from the UIL, even with their even with their guidelines and there are people who think that they're, you know, that that um, you know, what whatever you think of their guidelines, the UIL is not entering this in a way of thinking we're playing football at any cost. There is a level of them saying we have to be safe about it. We have to make sure we're doing this right because in the end we are dealing with with kids you know it's easy to forget because these guys are unbelievable athletes but when you're dealing with kids and also the coaches who are going to be in kind of in quote-unquote in the line of fire as well uh, to me the most important thing is that the UIL does want to play football but they're not willing to play football at any cost which I think is is there is at least some portion of the population who believes we just play football no matter what happens yeah, and and uh, Tip, I know you and Ashley both heard me say this, uh, and and we'll continue to to remind folks this. But I think there's no better example of it than what we're going through right now. For anyone listening, anyone out there who believes or was led to believe, who who or who thinks that the University Interscholastic League is four or five people sitting in a building on Manor Road making policy and all the decisions, they're incorrect because these decisions, which continue to be a moving target, are made by legislative council and executive council and state executive committees. It's committees comprised of superintendents, athletic directors, high school principals, all across the state of Texas, 
who want the best but have to hear from their own constituents, hearing in their in, in their own individual precincts about how it's affecting their area. That's why we have the ruling of 1A through 4A starting on time because of the more rural dynamics set up there and the 5As and 6A starting later because the, the UIL is trying to make sure they can help the most maximum amount of people. I know there's been criticism of it and folks said, you know, they're, they're splitting the baby and they're not, you know, they're making nobody happy by trying to make everybody happy. Well, the bottom line is, you, you, yes, you can't make everybody happy, but you can at least make some reasonable adjustments to help out the greatest amount of people. That's what they're charged with. That's what they're saddled with. And that's what they're supposed to do. And that's what they're trying to do. And there's still going to be a lot of people uh, unhappy and inconvenienced by it all. And then there's going to be people who are very, very concerned about more spikes and more of an outbreak and all of those kinds of things. That's why they're being very methodical, very meticulous about this. And each adjustment they made is adjusting to what's going on in the current state and time. And that's why I continue to say we'll continue to see this thing flex and move and be adjusted as needed. Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joining us here on Texas Football Today 1000. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TFT1000. Craig, you also have another gig um, doing the the Texas Longhorns. Um, And yesterday, big news came down with the SEC moving to an all-conference schedule, 10-game all-conference schedule. Uh, The uh, the Big 12 then pretty much like immediately canceled their media days. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was... Uh, it, it, it couldn't have not been connected in some way. Um, are you? Have you heard anything, or do you have an inkling of what we'll hear from the Big Twelve, and potentially even when we'll hear about it? The when will be the the bigger thing, but I think they want to wait. I've been hearing all along, Chet, from uh, from the folks with whom I visited the University of Texas that it was probably going to be well into the first week of August before you had something really concrete. So that's why when people said, hey, well, they've they got to make an announcement. they got to make an announcement. Today is July 31st. They're going, I, I've been expecting all along for it to be the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th, maybe the 6th of August before we heard something a little more concrete. That's what I was hearing from folks at the University of Texas and what they were going on was the feedback and the guidelines they were getting from the Big 12 conference. This wasn't a UT uh, thing uh, done on an island or, you know, whatever, done on the 40 acres. This is what they were hearing from the Big 12 conference. That's why I'm not surprised that we haven't seen uh, a definite uh, ruling of finality on what they're going to do. Here's what I think is probably now that the SEC has made its collective bed and knows what it wants to do, I think what we will see the Big 12 do is come back and say, okay, we're going to play, obviously, our regular uh, nine-game conference schedule. And I think they're going to try to see if it's the potential of cobbling together, at the very least, a plus one. I mean, I'm hearing tell that West Virginia is going to try to play 12 and that they're going to try to get, uh, you know, uh, the, the Eastern Michigan in and then somebody else to replace Maryland. And so they're, they're going to try to move the Eastern Michigan game to the 29th. So there, there's a lot of different perspectives going into this thing but i think the general consensus is they're definitely going to play the nine and then if you can get uh, another game or two in there that's great and, and this will make you happy as a managing editor of the, of the publication that does all things football in the state of texas uh my partner on my daily talk show jeff howell from horns 24 7 who's 
tight and good friends uh, uh, with uh, your your good friend and, and colleague Matt Stepp, he proposed back some time ago when it looked like games were going to be tossed aside in non-conference, let Texas play UTSA. Let them come out. And UTSA, we know now, has lost an SEC opponent. Texas has lost an SEC opponent. Why not have the Roadrunners come up by a 35 and or Texas State and or something else? You know, keep the games you can keep involving in-state opponents and get at least 10, if not 11, or whatever you can get in terms of getting closer to it till that regular season schedule. And again, all this is subject to change based on uh, the current things that are going on uh, with our society and, and with the pandemic. But it, at least get some creative thought. With and I think that's what's going on right now, not necessarily with respect to the specifics of any kind of Texas versus UTSA or Texas versus Texas State or whoever. Uh, those were examples and examples. Uh, I just think that it would be there's probably conversations going on with uh, Power 5 schools and other uh, non-Power 5 group of five schools to see where they can fill in their slots now that the SEC has made its pronouncement and has its plan ready to go forward. Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, join us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation to hashtag TF Today. Okay, uh, now I, I know that you are, I would say that probably your, your, your most famous call is Touchdown Texas, Touchdown Vince Young in, at the Rose Bowl back in 2005. Um, so uh, and maybe it's because I'm a high school football nerd, but I've heard you call the North Shore Hail Mary probably 700 times now in my life. My question is, like, are do people come up – obviously people know you for Touchdown Texas, Touchdown Vince Young. Have you had people come up to you and, and say any of your high school calls? Because you've definitely had – I mean, heck, you had the call of – Denton, or Denton Ryan's near winner in this year's championship. Um, you, you've had some some pretty iconic high school calls. What other calls do you get taught? Do you get mentioned to you besides touchdown Texas, touchdown Vince Young? Well, obviously that one probably stands at the at the top of the list. If for no other reason, it, reason it's the only play by play call I've ever had, Tep, uh, that was put on a ballpoint pen that you could buy at a store and when you would hit the button <laughs> for the retractable pen yes. it would start with uh, you know all the dreams all the hopes so that blah 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 you know it would start with that i think my boss has that. i, was, I think my through. dad has that yeah <laughs> yeah that that actually happened but but uh you're right i i it, it's funny you know in the austin area it goes beyond the football folks have asked me about the light the tower call on the two national championships in baseball, but the but with regard to football calls, you're correct. I've I've been asked about that. I've been asked about the North Shore Duncanville. I've been asked about the Highland Park Manville. Mm-hmm. How crazy that thing was, and 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 it came down to that that long pass downfield and the tackle made at the goal line. You know, so uh, those you know, and 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 at times, and you've heard me talk about it. We both talked about it that that old thing about being prisoner of the moment. Hey, the moment's had some pretty great moments lately, you know, uh, these last few years. So it's understandable when folks are talking about how great some of these games have been. And I've been lucky enough for, oh, I know the other one, the runaway golf cart, 2011. Oh, yes. Uh, that, That's great. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's been a disturbance down on the field. That's what I, you know, that's I've had that repeated to me a few times. Uh, there's been a disturbance. 
down on the field when they with the runaway golf cart in 2011 for uh, Decaney Steel. So that that one ranks up there too, at least in terms of calls that I have had repeated to me from what happened when they actually happened. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, and it's, it's interesting <laughs> that you bring up um, a pen because I hold in my hand the Said exact pen, pen, and and now now it's from my boss Adam Hockfelder, and. I have not. He says I don't know if it works, so we're gonna find out together. I'm gonna press it. Let's see. Nope, it appears it's out of battery. Do Do you have to like press down on the ballpoint part of it, like actually write? No. No. It. Uh, I don't. Unfortunately, no. I think it's out of battery. It, it, oh, it's too it, bad. It's the button. It's yeah. the button, and yeah, it's one of those deals where it's, it's probably a got a it's a twist limited thing. shelf life, which yeah. for for fans of. Texas A&M and Baylor and Texas Tech and, and some other schools that they're probably grateful that it's had a limited shelf life. Oh, but, uh, yes. but for Texas fans, yeah, they, they've liked it's it, the, no doubt. It's the Craigway pen. All right, one last question for Craigway before we let you and go. And his pen. Because we, we had this question earlier because we are now in hour four of our big dumb pot, uh, 1,000. And, and by the way, congratulations. It's amazing that you guys have done <laughs> 1,000 yeah. of these little uh, online uh beautiful little webcast. Yeah. Somebody should have stopped this long ago. My question, because <laughs> we had this we had this topic ab- about, geez, seven years ago. Time has no meaning. Um, the best, your favorite drive in Texas. You're a guy who has put a lot of miles on that truck. Um, what is your favorite drive in the state of Texas? Wow. That's very difficult. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I'm, I'm going to have to probably give you <laughs> um, uh, this is classic uh, Craig, too. One of them not far from home is uh, Farm to Market 165 from Henley down to Blanco. Beautiful mm-hmm. drive in the hill yes. country. It's one of my favorite Farm to Market roads in the state, if not my favorite. One is uh, Highway 114. If you drive that the long way from the Metroplex to Lubbock and you get out mm-hmm. there around Benjamin and Guthrie mm. and Dickens, it's my favorite roadside stop in the state of Texas. You pull off there. And it's got these great uh, maces and vistas that you see by stepping up onto a cattle guard. It's tremendous. And and then and then the other one um, is is when you get on the highway out there between uh, say uh, Big Bend and and Marathon or a couple of those areas out there. And that's only because you can kind of let it out. You know, we had the, the old days, the old high school extra van. We wanted to see how actually fast you could go on one long, long stretch of road with no cars on it. And if you want to find one long, long stretch of road with no cars on it, that's the one to do it. And uh, and that thing with that digital speedometer actually clicked up to 118 before Whoa. Governor Down. So it was yeah, that was back in the day. But so those are those are three of the drives that really stuck out of my mind. He is Craig Way. He is the Texas High School Hall of Famer, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. Hear his fine work on the horn down there in Austin every weekday, but not this week because he's on vacation. You can't make him come back quite yet. Uh, Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, please safe travels, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you very soon. Hey, uh, congratulations again on 1,000 shows. Thrilled to be on it. Look forward to seeing you guys. And, Sep, like I say, keep hope alive. 22 shows, right? 22 shows is what we want for Scoreboard Live this year. 22 scoreboards. We'll see you soon, Craig. Bye, Craig. All right.
There he goes. Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Maybe the most frequent guest on Texas football today. I feel like that there's there's no way that that can't be true. Maybe. Because he's had a weekly segment I, for a I, couple I, years. Yeah, now. weekly. TexasFootball.com slash give is where you can donate to the uh, to uh, food banks across the state of Texas. We are up to twenty over $2,300. Thank you so much for all your generous donations. Please share it. TexasFootball.com slash give. That would be extremely, extremely helpful. Uh, we are trying to raise money for food banks across the state of Texas. Uh, folks could really, really use we appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us all the way from North Carolina. The magic of the phone. Yeah, he texts me this morning and says, uh, I'm back off the island. I'm on the mainland. I can call you. And it's the Craig, <laughs> it's the Craig Way pen. We'll get the Craig Way pen. We'll keep that here, too. Another guy who has a claim for maybe being the most frequent guest on Texas football today ever. <laughs> Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider. We talked a lot about all of, the, all of Stepp's nonsense, but most importantly, where Stepp could eat if he could eat anywhere <laughs> in the state of Texas. Here's Matt Stepp on Texas Football Today 1000. We're celebrating the 1,000th episode of Texas Football Today. Uh, it's a long time coming, and it would be, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, celebrate with the man who's right here. The man who's over my shoulder, we're joined by maybe, you. maybe the most frequent guest on Texas football today. Maybe. That's, that's, that's up there, yeah. How's it's, it going, probably, it's probably you. Craig Way's been on a lot. Yeah, I think, I think Craig may have me beat just because I wasn't. So I have, I have a TFT story or, or a knee. DCTF live. Let's go. Uh, so uh, when I was working for the competition, at the, when, te- when, when this when, when episode one happened, I was working for the competition. I was not a part of the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff yet, but I was a, a DCTF live P1 um, when, you know, when you and Max recorded in the hostage den, uh, I would make sure that I uh, watched every day no matter what, because it was a good show and a good, even though I worked for the competition, we had a, we had a very friendly relationship. We, we, we were competitors, but we, uh, we weren't like bitter rivals or enemies or anything. And as I watched the show, I enjoyed high school football content, but I I knew that that the the show had something when it was late in that first season, I think it was week, week nine, San Angelo central and Odessa Permian were playing. And it was a huge game in San Angelo. I think I think San Angelo Permian was undefeated. San Angelo I think had lost once. It's a big game, and I flew into San Angelo for it. And I'm I saw I was flying during the show. And as soon as I got in my rental car, I pulled up the show and put it on and listened to it while I was driving to my hotel. And I, at that time, I knew I was like I was like these guys have something. This is going to work out great. And that's like my DCTF live slash TFT uh, kind of memory uh, to share on episode 1000. Uh, well, we appreciate it. And you came into the fold because we started this, this bad boy in like October 2015. You got hired in 2016. Um, yeah, in August, I think, of 2016. August, so, 2016. so I guess that San Angelo Permian game would have been November yes. of six, uh, 15. Yes. Uh, so – Right yes. around that first season, so it was. It was you, you guys. It, it may have been episode. You were probably still doing Texas Rangers numbers at the time. You were still in the single. Digits. Uh, yes, I was still. Oh, we were still in the single digits, uh, yeah. or the double digits rather, of of, of episodes. Um, and then, and and I remember, I do have to. Uh, I, I do, and this is one of my favorite Matt Sepp stories. Is I do have to remember the time when we knew we had to hire you, which was when we were in the press box at NRG Stadium in Houston. Uh, for the state championship games yeah and yeah. uh oh 
I you know what the story I'm talking about. I will let you tell the story. <laughs> so at the time, uh, it was uh, me and Mike Craven. We we were in the press box, and I can't remember which game it was. I want to say it was maybe during Refurio Canadian, and it was late in that game. And Canadian was just that 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 Canadian team was just that 2015 Canadian team was out of control. And yeah, that was a, that, were, that was by the way a really good Refurio team. Yes, and they took them to the woodshed. That Canadian team probably would have, I think, may have had a chance to win it all in three A Division two that year, and they were in two A Division one. And it was late in that game, and it was a four or five time. It, it was a blowout. And so Craven and I were talking, and we both have a love for uh, Frenchie's fried chicken in Houston, and we were bemoaning the lack of uh, pre- food options in the press box at the time. Uh, so Craven, so I, I basically said, I bet I can get Frenchies brought into the press box. And I said, Craven, I'm going to buy you a combo meal. And, uh, and to be clear, I want to be, I want to be very clear about this before we move on. The NRG stadium has a pretty strict, like no outside food policy. Yes. So, uh, I had a, a friend go to Frenchies, the one, the one on Scott street, the one right there by U of the, the U of H one, the one that that's the, the original Frenchies is famous. He went by, got a, I told him what, I texted him what we wanted. He, he pulls up right there on that main road. I think that's Kirby, uh, right in front of the stadium there, there's a light where the, right across the street from where the media parks. And then you walk across the street into the media entrance. So right there, he pulls up, drop, makes a delivery. I try to give him cash. He doesn't want the cash. So I'm like, all right. So then I walk in and security is looking at me real sideways and I'm just trying to play it cool. And he's like, Hey, he's like, what do you got there? And I was like, oh, man, I said, you know, I'm not from around here, but, you know, I had to get my Frenchies fix in because they're going to be closed every time I go by there. I, so I wanted to get my fix. And he's like, man, he's like, since you got Frenchies, you go ahead and go, go through. And so I bring it into the press box and the looks from people oh. in the press box, me and, and Craven, I, I think Craven would have married me at that time. He, yeah. he, he loved me. And uh, but I, that was just my uh, me fl- my, my Matt step press box flex going on down in, down in the H-Town. That was the moment when I think Max and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, "We gotta hire this guy. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do what it takes to, to get him on here." Now, ironically, uh, food food is what got me hired at DCTF. Ironically enough. And I want to circle back to that, but I do want to mention that like there's a reason that you're not joining us live on Texas Football today. We were recording this on Thursday afternoon. Yes. Um, that is because you are you're heading to the Great White North. Yeah, so uh, I get so, so my wife is in Canada. She has a great job in Canada. We we own a house in in Cambridge, Ontario. It's lovely this time of year. Very lovely. You know, the high tomorrow I think is like 80, 81, 82. Oh, oh I hate yeah. you. Yeah, so it's gonna be great. Uh, so we have a house up there. So uh, I have not seen my wife since we went to Jamaica. In Mar- we went to Jamaica for uh, our yearly vacation. Uh, right at the beginning of March, right before the world turned to crap. Um, and so <laughs> the time. I haven't seen my wife. The last time I saw my wife was when I was boarding a plane in the Montego Bay Airport. And that was uh, March 8th, I think. So uh, I'm flying to Canada. They're, they, they, they're, the border's closed, but since my wife is a Canadian citizen, I'm allowed in under certain uh, guidelines. So I've got a quarantine at my house for 14 days, and that's okay. Uh, what you want to do anyway, so, basically. Pretty much. And my wife's got a lot for me to do. So um, there's a lot of things that she, uh, she's got a list for me to do. So that'll keep me busy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, going to see the family and enjoying some uh, nice weather and kind of recharging the batteries uh, before football season starts. Okay. Speaking of football season. Flying. It's my first time flying during the whole pandemic. So a little, we'll see how it goes. I've got my masks ready to go. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Flight. So 
Uh, it's not direct because they've reduced them. So usually there's a direct on American from DFW to Toronto. Uh, there's usually two or three a day, but since the number of flights, especially into Toronto, have been reduced, they've canceled that flight because there's no direct from DFW to Toronto right now. So I have to fly through Charlotte. So, sure. you know, I got to fly to two hours. If it's direct, it's about right at three hours if you go direct. Oh. But since I'm going to do Charlotte, it's like, Two hours to Charlotte, and then I think another two hours up to Toronto. Well, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about football, because one thing, you are a guy who likes to plan out your season and where you're going every week. So I guess guess my question for you is, is this just driving you crazy, like this, this snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap of, uh, of, 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 of the season? Is this, is this driving you nuts? Yeah, so I'm a little, I, I've got some OCD tendencies for sure. Uh, I like to be organized. Everything has a place. You know, if you look at my desk at my, at my big boy, at my president business job, everything's got a place. I'm, 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 you, you've worked with me long enough to know that I'm pretty organized. Like I'm, I'm usually ahead of deadline. If you say turn this in on September 1st, you're probably going to get it from me October, to August 20th, you know, that kind of thing. I'm very organized and everything has a place. So, um, and I like to plan my schedule out very early. Um, that's been shot to hell. Um, so it's, it's a little weird right now. I'm hoping while I'm in Canada, uh, that some schedules kind of start to iron themselves out. They're starting to a little bit, especially with the four and below schools. Um, so I'm hoping that, um, things start to iron themselves out and I can start to set my ske- my new schedule. Um, then I'm probably going to have to take a couple of weeks off in October, uh, to go to Canada again. Uh, just because it's like, like usually I go to Canada and I'll go for like four days and I'll, I'll go like from Sunday to Thursday and fly back on Thursday in time to make games. Well, because of the their, their rules in Canada, I have to stay for at least 14 days. So if I, when I go back in October, I'm going to probably miss some games. But with the games being broadcast online, I can, I can watch some games online this year. So uh, that, that'll, that'll make up for it a little bit. But Hopefully, uh, when, by the time I come back, we've got a new uh, adjusted Matt Step schedule in, in, into January because we're going to have high school football. Um, if everything goes, fingers crossed, according to plan, we'll have 22 weeks of high school football. And, and I, I, we've, all, we've held this very controversial opinion at Dave Campbell's Texas Football that more football is better than less football. So, we have the courage to say that. Yeah, not a lot of people won't say that. Hmm. A lot of hmm. people won't say that. All no. right, it's Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, joining us on TFT 1000, and we're trying to do some special things here for TFT 1000. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm not prepared for you for this question. Oh, no, you haven't. Matt Step, you are known mostly for football, but also for food, and your re- restaurant recommendations are are as good as gold. For, yes. I don't think you've you've never let me down. You've never let me down. Pickle so. sitting no. across from me has pickle up. Has he ever let you down? She's she's shaking her head no. You never let, let I can let you down. I can't let pickle down. You can't let pickle down. Yeah, that'll be no. that'll be that'll be bad. Okay. I give you a teleportation device. Okay. okay. Right. And I can right. you can teleport anywhere in the state for breakfast and for lunch and for dinner. Mm. So you get three okay. meals. And let's also say that like the food will dissipate in your stomach. So you will it's not like you're gonna <laughs> stuff yourself so much that you're not gonna want to eat dinner. Okay. So okay. you get the three perfect meals you get a perfect breakfast a perfect lunch and a perfect dinner okay with your teleportation machine where are you going all right for breakfast i am teleporting to anita's cafe in edinburgh 
Uh, David Hinojosa got me onto this place, and it is it's wonderful. Their breakfast is uh, uh, I've, I've eaten a lot of good breakfast places, including Alicia's and Alpine. But Anita's in Edinburgh, um, not only because of the homemade tortillas and the migas, and the huevos rancheros, and the home the potatoes that are that they they season them and fry them up just in a way that's just, just glorious. But but their pancake batter, I think they put crack in it. <laughs> when they when they make the batter because it's so good their pancakes are really good uh, so Anita's in Edinburgh is probably my uh, my breakfast stop um, for breakfast okay for lunch let's go with um with, let's go with barbecue um, uh, you know as a barbecue connoisseur there's so many good bar- barbecue places in Texas um, but but for me the, the number one if if I can teleport there and skip the line it's definitely Franklin barbecue in Austin it's still for me, the best. I mean, I've been, there's a lot of great barbecue spots, but still number one for me uh, is Franklin. I, I, the first time I went to Franklin, I have a story about that. I was with my cousin and he's not a big brisket guy. He's more of a ribs and sausage guy, which is weird, Texan, but he just yeah. doesn't like brisket that much. But while we were waiting in line at Franklin, they gave him a sample of their brisket. He, he put the brisket in his mouth and he goes, holy curse word. <laughs> you can imagine what he said after that. Uh, so, uh, I knew that place was good and it was, it was legit. So Franklin's for, uh, for, for lunch, for, for dinner. That's tough. Um, there's a lot, it's tough. I'm going to go Mexican for dinner and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, give me Ellen J cafe in El Paso. Uh, by the, the cafe by the graveyard. I know you've been there. You know how good I that have place been there. is. And you are spot on. And Ellen J Cafe in, in El Paso is, is a wonderful, wonderful place. It's it's you can't go wrong with anything there. Um, and you know the, the the kind of fusion where they have the green chili from New Mexico, the the Mexican food from the border, just all fused into one. It's 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 a cool historic place in El Paso, and it's not far. I could go to Ellen J for dinner and then make a road trip and just swing by Jones Stadium in El Paso and check out the greatest high school football stadium in the state of Texas as well because they're right down the street from each other. So there you go. And th- there it is. It's the dream, uh, the dream day of meals for Step. So we're yeah, going from yeah, Edinburgh yeah, that, to Austin that, to El Paso. I think that's, yeah, that's literally impossible. Kid. That's literally impossible without a teleportation device. Or a plane, you know, or a private plane. plane. Yeah, yeah you know. But I, and I need a bottomless pit of a stomach, too, because I would, yeah, that too. I would need, a, need a bottomless pit. He's Matt Stepp. He's Dave Campbell, Texas football, high school football insider. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Stepp817. Stepp, thanks for being part of TFT1000. We'll probably nice. congr- get the like. Con- congratulations to you uh, and to, to Poochie and Pickle uh, for uh, this uh, 1,000 episodes of goodness. It, it really has become a part of it. Even though I work for Dave Campbell's, I mean, if I wasn't working for Dave Campbell's, it would be a part of my daily routine as well. So uh, it's, it's an awesome thing we've got. you guys have done. Well, thanks very much, and uh, safe travels. Thank you. There he is, Matt Steph, Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football insider. Joined us, I guess that was yesterday? Was that yesterday? It was yesterday. Time has no meaning. Time has no meaning. Um, well, he is now, I believe, on a plane <laughs> to Canada. This is true. Heading up to the Great White North. That is a fact. Um, and, yeah, so we appreciate his time a little bit earlier this week. When was it? Who knows? We've been here for hours. <laughs> We've been here since 9 a.m. Well, I mean, we got here at like 7 7.30. Yeah, I probably. left last night at like 7. Mm-hmm. It was... Mm-hmm. We've been in this lovely room for a long time. 
halfway through, guys. We're only going to get more we manic. We did it. <laughs> anyway, we're halfway through uh, our Texas football today. 1,000th episode spectacular. Texas football today, uh, 1,000. We are raising money for... Uh, food banks across the state of Texas, texasfootball.com slash give. If you have the means, we would really appreciate if you would donate uh, to our uh, to our fundraiser. Whatever amount of money we get, we're going to take it out. We're going to divide it nine ways. We're going to cut nine checks to nine different food banks across the state of Texas. Uh, up to the minute uh, is we're at $2,306. Thank you very much. If you've already donated, thank you. And please share it. Tell your friends to check out texasfootball.com slash give uh, and, uh, and donate if they can. Uh, it's certainly to a good cause, and we would really, really appreciate it. And I know that the food banks would really, really appreciate it as well. Um, let's see. Oh, also, if you donate 10 bucks, then you get entered into um, drawings to win a variety of fabulous prizes, including we've got some custom footballs from our friend Big Game USA. We have a $500 gift card to Sprouts Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. We've got an Arlington, um, City of Arlington, or Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, like VIP experience for the state championship games, um, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, if you donate ten dollars, we will draw names in the three in the final hour, three o'clock hour. Go until four o'clock today. Whose idea was this? Uh, but we are. Uh, let, let me answer that question. Yours. <laughs> I like to think that it was a team effort. Uh, I got a big dumb idea, pickle. But we we are raising money. Textfootball.com slash give is the most important thing. That's the pick to click. Textfootball.com slash give. So please consider donating to that. Uh, one of our very proud partners here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football are our friends at Chicken Express. Team rolls. And every every year uh, they sponsor uh, the Community Heroes uh program here at Dave Campbell's Text Football honoring some of the best and brightest uh, young folks in uh, the in, in communities doing good good works in their communities around the state of Texas and we are currently in the phase of voting for the Chicken Express Community Hero of the Year a very prestigious honor mm-hmm. uh, given out by Chicken Express uh, you will not want to um, you will, you will want to see, we're going to be announcing the winner of the community express, uh, chicken express community hero of the year coming up later in the show. But for now, our own Robel Melissa caught up, uh, with Ricky Stewart of chicken express to talk a little bit about the program, uh, and, and what they, uh, what they hope to accomplish. Here is, uh, our friend Robel talking with Ricky Stewart of chicken express, you know, text football today, 1000. Chicken express is a proud partner of Dave Campbell's Texas football and our community heroes award. Through this partnership, Chicken Express has awarded over $40,000 in tuition assistance to male and female student athletes that lead by example, both on the field of play and in their community. We're getting ready to announce our 2019-2020 Male and Female Community Heroes of the Year, who will each receive a $1,500 scholarship to the school of their choice. But before we do, we are joined by Ricky Stewart from Chicken Express. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us today. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Glad to have you. And, you know, Ricky, Chicken Express has been supporting this program since 2015. Tell me why it's so important for Chicken Express to give back to young men and women who are not only great student athletes, but also work hard uh, to support their local community. Well, it just it goes hand in hand with how we've just been a, a brand for in Texas for over 30 years. And we believe in the small community feel, and that's how we got our start. We've grown into you know, the metropolitan areas, but our, our roots are still uh, in most smaller communities spread throughout Texas. And the, the high school and, and element of the school has always been important to us and giving back to the schools in those communities. 
Uh, it's an easy fit. Kids typically love us, and so we love them back. Uh, and so, it, you know, it's been it's been great. It's been easy, and, and that's what we that's what we like to do, and, and uh, make sure that we we spread it out by being something broad like Dave Campbell's is able to do, and, and hit all the communities, not just the not just the uh, state champion communities, but all all the communities. And there's so many important kids growing up in all these uh, towns across Texas that it, it's an easy fit for us. And Ricky, I know that this has been an unprecedented time with the coronavirus, and, and we're obviously grateful to bring some good news with the announcement of our Chicken Express Community Heroes of the Year. Uh, but tell me some other ways that Chicken Express has worked to continue to safely serve Texans during this time. Yeah, it's definitely definitely an odd time, especially since I'm, I'm learning how to do these kind of uh, Zoom meetings as well. I'm, I'm a face-to-face -face kind of guy. So, uh, you know, knock on wood, we've been able to we have drive-throughs, and, and that's helped during this time. Uh, unprecedented. Who would have ever thought we'd get to something like this? But uh, luckily, we've been able to service the communities and, and keep, keep supplying that fried chicken that uh, – that uh, everybody loves and you know we just obviously new list of protocols every day and things we're learning and just like everybody on, on how to how to service everybody better but you know the main thing is just trying to keep everybody safe keep my employees as safe as I can and and uh, keep delivering the product to the to the families throughout these communities that that uh, you know that love us and and they need some variety they need a little fried chicken in their diet trust me Absolutely. We all need something just to stay happy, and, and Chicken Express does that. So, That's right. And, and Ricky, you're, you're obviously a great friend of the brand. Um, you're a longtime friend, longtime supporter and fan. Uh, tell us how much of a success the Chicken Express Community Heroes partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football has been uh, for Chicken Express. Uh, it's been great. You know, I hear from franchisees all over, and, and we're able to, you know, uh, award guys and award kids, uh, male and female in all these communities. And I, I typically get a franchisee from that community that's able to give out the award with you or try to, and, and that helps. And it just goes to, goes to show it's just something that, you know, extra that we're able to do. And, and like I said, what I, what I try to do is it, it, when I get involved from a corporate strategy, you know, strategy is to how do I help, you know, small town, West Texas, like I can, you know, the middle of Dallas and, you know, Dave Campbell's is, is a perfect fit because I, I grew up in Texas. I grew up waiting for the magazine to hit the shelves just like everybody. And, and so it's just, it's a staple of, of Texas. And yes, it's, it's, it's mainly Texas football, but you know, this, this extends past that, which is great because there's just as many, you know, soccer and volleyball and softball and, and every sport, every, you know, so many kids that are, that are doing great things everywhere that, that we like being able to, to, uh, to reach out and to help somebody that uh, maybe, you know, isn't the star quarterback. But, uh, but like I said, being able to, 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 to reach out and touch something, and, you know, just touch somebody in uh, Atlanta or uh, small town Texas is, is super important to us, and this is, this is an easy fit for us. And we're, we're obviously thankful for, for your support. And, you know, I know we're anxiously and optimistically looking ahead to the football season. And, and you, like me, you're a, you're a big football fan, uh, specifically TCU and the Horned Frogs. You know, what are you looking forward to the most about the upcoming season? Uh, hopefully strapping them up and playing. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Just, uh, you know, I, I, I teased some of the coaches the other day because – by this time, I've usually snuck out to a practice or two just because I need my fix of, of people hitting each other and, and, and getting ready. But 
Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed on campus. I have to hide to get around there. So, so many protocols and, and rules. And so I, I haven't been over there to, uh, to see what's going on, but, uh, I trust the coaches and, and yeah, I'm a horn frog by, uh, by school, but, uh, I'm ready for all the schools to be, to be back. Uh, you know, I just need, I need it just like I think every, every Dave Campbell's fan in the country needs, just, just needs something going, going and happening. Absolutely. We're, we're waiting for it to get here. And, and like you, you know, we hope to everybody continues to stay safe and, and we can get to that point and, and, and get to kickoff. So uh, before I let you go, Ricky, any final words for these Chicken Express community heroes? No, just congrats to all, all of them. And, and uh, it, we've, we've been very pleased with how the, the program has grown uh, over the last five years of, of being a part of it. And we look forward to many more years of uh, great community heroes and, and great young students and, and student athletes being, you know, progressing in their life. And hopefully we can uh, cross paths again with a lot of these kids and, and uh, you know, we're, all, we're happy for all of them. Well, Ricky, as always, we appreciate you carving out the time to talk with us here today and, and want to extend a special thank you uh, to you and Chicken Express for your support of the Community Heroes program. And if you want to read more about our Chicken Express Community Heroes program or nominate a male or female student athlete to be recognized during the 2020-2021 school year, visit texasfootball.com to learn more. Thanks again, Ricky. We appreciate uh, you carving out the time. All right, thanks. We'll see you soon. There he is, Ricky Stewart, Chicken Express. Chicken Express, of course, are partners in the Chicken Express Community Heroes um, program. We are going to be announcing the Community Hero of the Year coming up here later in Texas football today. Our 1,000th episode here, but we appreciate Robo Melissa talking with Ricky Stewart of Chicken Express a little bit earlier, so we appreciate that very much. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com slash give. That is TexasFootball.com slash give. That is where we are running uh, raising money, rather, raising funds for uh, food banks across the state of Texas. Nine different food banks across the state of Texas. Um, if you go to texasfootball.com slash give, your donation will be gratefully accepted, and we will uh, be happy to uh, to pass that donation along to the, one of, uh, the nine food banks around the state that we've uh, identified, uh, from El Paso all the way to Beaumont, from Amarillo all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, you will not want to miss it. Um, it is uh, texasfootball.com slash give. We really appreciate your time here um, and, and spending this uh, very special episode with us, our 1,000th episode. We've been on the air since 9 a.m. If you're just joining us, we're going till 4 p.m. We're doing a seven-hour show to celebrate our 1,000th episode. We have had big-name guests already. We've had Jeff Trailer, the UTSA coach. We've had Sam McGuffey on. We have talked with uh, Craig Robertson. We've talked with Rickland Holmes. We've talked with uh, all sorts of fun, fun folks around the state of Texas. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've still got more than three hours to go because this was a bad idea, but... We have um, a lot of uh, a lot of fun coming up here at the back half of the show. I am now like I, I think I only know like one or two more guests that are coming. Well, we have another surprise guest for you okay. here joining us on the 1000th episode of Texas Football Today brought to us by William Wilkerson. We have a former Alito great 
Former Texas Longhorn <gasps> running back Jonathan Gray. No, 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 no. You are you are selling it short. This is former Ooh. Dave Campbell's Texas football cover boy, <laughs> Jonathan Gray. Jay Gray, what's going on, man? How's everybody doing? We're good, man. Appreciate you uh, you taking a little bit of time uh, to to chat with us. Uh, 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 what's up? In, what's up in your world these days? Oh man, there's a lot going on. Uh, where do I start? I, uh, me and my wife are moving back to uh, Fort Worth here in September, so we're getting our house in Austin situated. And then right now, I'm in the midst of uh, doing my sports and performance training up at AP Ranch in Fort Worth, and uh, just staying busy. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. I, we appreciate you taking a little bit of time to to chat with us. You know, one question I I've, I'm I'm always interested in, in chatting with with folks who who had the kind of success in high school that you did uh-huh. is uh-huh. is you obviously accomplished so much while you were at Alito, and then you go to right. Texas. What what do you think is the biggest difference, maybe from from playing high school at a really high level at a really in, in really tough Texas high school football and play the lot of really good teams to going up and playing right. uh, playing at a big time college football? What is the biggest difference there? I would say the di- biggest difference is uh, mental speed. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's fast, everybody's strong, everybody is good, right? So how do you get an edge and how can you adjust and how do you get the flow of things jumping from high school to college? Mm-hmm. And for me, the biggest thing was uh, mental, uh, just being able to slow down the game and uh, and understand how the high-level guys that are getting ready to put, they're trying to go pro, how do they think and what do they, how does the game come easy to them? So uh, just sitting down and learning from the vets and, uh, you know, just standing in the playbook, film room and uh, – Working hard. You you accomplished so much in, in your high school career there at Alito. Uh-huh. Is there is there one thing, one game, or one accomplishment that you like that that is the first to comes to mind when you're like, man, that's the that's what I was able to do. That was that's like my crowning achievement there in high school football. Uh, it's it's quite it's quite a few of them, but mm-hmm. I think my biggest accomplishment was being able to be around. Uh, guys that had the same goal as you and being able to help. And, you know, if I had to block for a wide receiver to score a touchdown, I could do that. If it was helping out a lineman on the block to protect a quarterback, it was that. So uh, just building that chemistry and that camaraderie with my uh, fellow teammates, uh, I think that's the biggest accomplishment for me because I'm a big team guy. You know, you can't do anything without your team. So uh, being able to accomplish that and everybody having one goal and attacking that goal and being able to help each other, uh, that, I mean, that's the best accomplishment from what I've learned in high school. And, I mean, that's just life, too. We're talking with Jonathan Gray, the uh, former Alito running back and Texas running back here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation hashtag TF Today. All right. Uh, I you, you were on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football in 2011. Sure. That to to we're, we're we're buddy we're both dating ourselves here because that was my first year uh-huh. here. You were like that was the first cover shoot I ever did. I'm I'm interested. Whenever you got the call from I guess our managing editor Travis Stewart at the time that you were going to be on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Do you do you remember when you got the call and do you remember your reaction? Oh, I don't remember the call, but my reaction probably was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Like I'm just here <laughs> just to play football, and now I'm. My face is about to be on some type of magazine. 
that was my that was my first kind of reaction. And then you know, under, being from Texas and knowing what um, you know Texas uh, cover means, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like wow, you kind of you know are a de- a big deal. And um, you know, my dad my dad was in there, and you know, some of his teammates were in there too. So. It's good to be uh, able to be a part of history, and then me being from Texas, be a part of Texas history. So you go on, you go on to Texas, and and I know that injuries kind of took their toll while you while you were there at Texas. Um, you know, right. what, what, where are you right now as far as your your health is concerned? Where are you as far as uh, being in shape? Because I, I know that you know we all really loved watching you play. It was, it was a shame right. to, see, to see you have to sit on the sideline. Where are you uh, health wise right now? Man, to be honest, this is the best I felt uh, in years. I, uh, I, I'm actually, I, I can still play and feel, feel amazing. I actually ran track, summer track, um, unattached professionally, uh, a couple meets this uh, this year, and uh, did well. And you know, speed back faster. I'm, I'm actually faster than I was mm. a few years ago. So I feel amazing. I can still play. I'm still getting out there with my athletes that I'm training. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel amazing, feel great. And uh, I'm glad to, you know, being having two Achilles tears, two Achilles tears, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back and able to run and still do the thing that I love. All right. I, I want to I ask you about playing at a, at a place like Alito, where the expectations are really, like, the expectations are really high. And I know that every program says that their expectations are high, but I think it's different there at a place like Alito. Obviously, there's a, a great tradition there that you really helped to kick off there uh, whenever with the, with the three-peat back in, in 2009 through 2011. Um, how, uh-oh. Oh, it looks like we lost the call there. Uh-oh. Well, let's do that's fine. We're gonna call Jonathan Gray back. That's awesome. I'm I'm really excited to talk to Jonathan Gray. That was he was the first cover. Uh, he was the first cover shoot we were able to uh, we were ever um, I ever did. It was him and Cyrus Gray um, that we um, we had on uh, the cover of the 2011. And we went. I remember we went to Midlothian. Let's go ahead and turn him down so he, we don't hear him saying hello. <laughs> um, but we uh, it was it was him and Cyrus Gray. We went down to Midlothian to do the the cover shoot. I think we got Jonathan Brown. Jonathan, are you there? Look, yeah, I'm here. The uh, call went out. <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, I'm 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 interested in in kind of the tradition that you helped build there at Alito. I know you've 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 uh-huh. stayed tight with Coach Buchanan and, and, and tight with the the Alito program. Do you feel right. like you helped to build something special there uh, w- with what the program has been able to do, do basically even since you left? Man, it's it's crazy. You know, I. Me being from Crowley, mm-hmm. we've always played against Alito, and so I was always like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to beat Alito." I don't, I didn't even know who Alito really was at the time, and I just knew that we had Alito on our schedule playing at Crowley, and then to be a part of Alito, and now seeing how those guys work, how they train, what the coaches expect from them, even what the teachers expect from the students. Um, going in there, it's like, man, you have to actually start becoming a young, mature adult, because if not, then you're going to get left behind and, it, you know, it, it's going to be the next person up. So uh, going in there and having that mentality and creating that mentality, I think, uh, made me who I was and um, made me stronger and just uh, in my mental. So uh, just being a part of Alito, man, it's, 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 it's amazing because, you know, they expect so much and to us, for us to deliver and then not only do that, but start a tradition of, you know, state championship after state championship. Uh, it's great to be a part of, and it's great to 
you know, see what you kind of left uh, at that school and seeing how it's being built upon. You you set the national high school football record with 205 touchdowns. Um, right. Is there one that you think of and you're like, that's the one? That's that's the touchdown that I'm going to tell my kids about about like you know if, if we were to sum up my career then that's the touchdown is there you know you you, you were able to, to set the you got so many of them which one is I think the I think the top two would be the uh, last play on Brenham at Brenham mm-hmm. my sophomore year mm-hmm. or <laughs> the last drive at uh, when we played Manville my senior year mm-hmm. um, those two I think those two uh, are the the touchdowns that I could tell my kids about because there, it was so much going on, uh, so little time to do it in, and everybody executed per, to perfection. And that's what won us the game. So uh, being able to tell my kids that, being able to, you know, experience that, uh, let alone, uh, it, I mean, that's a great feeling. And I'm glad that, you know, it's on TV. And so I can always sit back in my rocking chair when I get that age and be like, see, back in my day, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, yeah, the, you know, the kids are going to have something to, something certainly to, to live up to. It's, it's Jonathan Gray, the former Alito running back, right. joining us. All right, last question for you, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's talk about your Texas Longhorns, okay? Uh-huh. Big expectations coming into this year. We got San, you know, we we got a, a a big a big year for the Longhorns coming up. Right. Sam Ellinger right. back in the in, in the mix. I feel like they need to get the running game going. That's just me. You know more about running game than I do. That's just me. That's a right. fact. So right. <laughs> so give me what are your expectations for Texas this year? Uh, just you know. I would love me being the running back and the running back time. I would love for us to be able to get back to the point to where we was uh, running the ball and pounding the ball that had running back, great running back come out of there and uh, have our quarterbacks uh, continue uh, to be great. Uh, I think we have good athletes um, and a good team. We just have to figure out how can we get the chemistry together um, for the most part. And, you know, just get back to Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. college foot, I mean, co- college football is not as fun when Texas is not playing in the national championship because we make it exciting. So for us to get back in there, uh, I think it'll be great for college football and it'll just be great all around for the school. Uh, our stadium's uh, being built uh, or renovated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's time for us, you know, to get back and uh, get back to being Texas football like we know it is. He's Jonathan Gray. He's one of the best running backs in Texas high school football history and a proud Texas Longhorn. Jay, it's good to hear from you, man. Uh, all the Thank best, you. All, all the best Thank to you, you and, uh, and, 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 and we're looking forward to see what you do next, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Jonathan Gray, the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, I believe, in 2011. Maybe even, yeah, 2011. I absolutely love the, I can tell my kids, hey, back in my day. <laughs> 2011, um, the 2011 Dave Campbell's Texas football cover boy, uh, along with Cyrus Gray, the Amazing Gray's cover. That was my first cover here, <laughs> Dave Campbell's. Um, super cool. Man, that's a blast from my past, man. Because I remember when I got hired, like one of the, like I got hired in like February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Got hired in February and then we did the photo shoot in March. And um, we went out there and did a uh, and and I was like, you know, I'm still green at that point. I'm 
real, you know, a rookie glow, much younger than I was, <laughs> and and like the first photo shoot to go out there, it was at Midlothian Stadium because it was you know, we kind of figured out that was uh, relatively available to both Cyrus and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. We went out there, did the photo shoot, and Jacob and I remember shaking his dad's uh, his dad's hand, mm-hmm. and his dad had some of the like beefiest hands I've ever showed. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like what, what, what is this? Like it, it was, uh, and, and I remember Jonathan being like pretty kind of shy and kind of like, you know, okay. Like, you know what, what's going it's on It's a here? big deal. Look, it was only the second high school kid we ever had on the, co- well, um, we had the, the, the cover with Earl Campbell and the high schoolers around him. But like, as far as being like truly featured on the cover, right. basically he was the only, uh, he was the, f- the first one since like, um, uh, the, yeah, the first own, the first first high school football player to be the only high school football, football player, player on the cover right. since Cedric Benson, and like you know the the numbers that that he put up there at Alito were unbelievable. A consensus five star prospect, like the number one player in the country. He was so good, oh so good. And it's, it's just a shame. It's just really a shame because yeah, he he blew out his Achilles twice um, it, at Texas, and it was just like, or was, I think once during oh, his I, career at Texas, and mm-hmm. then I think when he was training for the NFL right. afterwards, we, it just, it just stinks because he was so good at Leo. This was one of the ones I told, I told when, uh, Will had secured that interview, I told my mom and she was like, Oh wow. Cause Trish doesn't know everything about football, but there are the certain Texas players. She, she yeah. always watched that she loved. And Jonathan Gray was a name that she recognized wow. automatically. So that was cool. Well, and it was always easy for me to, to, to wish for good things for, for, for Jay Gray, because great he, cause he's a great guy, genuine great guy. And he was a lot of fun and, and, and just fun to watch him. And, and, you know, always, always very clearly like a guy who had his, his head screwed on straight. So awesome. 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 That's uh <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's a, another Dave Campbell's text. Are we on a one. heater still? We're on a heater. Things are going wrong. <laughs> this is the 1000th episode of Texas football today we are now entering our number five of our uh of our big dumb idea is that right yeah it's one o'clock one o'clock yeah time five. has no meaning five. we're enter- <laughs> entering our number five texas football today 1000 tft 1000 texasfootball.com slash give we are r- raising money for uh texas uh food banks across the state of texas uh we've got nine food banks up at texasfootball.com slash give if you donate we will take your money Whatever we whatever we get, we're gonna split it nine ways. Send out nine checks. That's what we're doing. Uh, places in El Paso, Lare- uh, El Paso, Midland, Odessa, Amarillo, Laredo, Far, uh, Austin, Plano, John, uh, Tyler, rather, and Beaumont. We are raising money for food banks all across the state on this our one thousandth episode of Texas Football Today. So we've got a lot uh, still to come in these final three hours of Texas Football Today one thousand, uh, including a ton of guests that I have no idea. Who's coming up? Um, it's 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 exciting and thrilling and like I mean the the surprise guests so far have all been like uh, like when we talk with Sam McGuffey, big big running back heater by mm-hmm. the way. We got Sam McGuffey, uh, we, we Jonathan Gray. Well, um, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. So we are very very excited uh, to uh, to celebrate our one thousandth episode of Texas Football Today. TexasFootball.com/slash/give. If you have the means, please donate so we can ra- uh, raise some money for Texas food banks across the state of Texas. <laughs> 